Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. Thanks so much to the good people of Big Pipe. .co.nz for sponsoring this episode of The Male Gaze. At Big Pipe at the moment, they've got a fiber promotion that gives you two months, two whole months free when you sign up. What could you do with that money? Uh, you, you could give it to charity. You could, and that's what you should do. You're good people. Thanks, Big Pipe. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a face. To listeners everywhere, it's time for the mail gaze. I did not condone this theme tune, by the I way. I was looking at you, I was like, join in. <laughs> no, I was like, I leaned. hate this. I didn't want to be part of it. I didn't want to be in the same room as it happening. I just looked away. <laughs> it's devastating news. Uh, so uh, it came to me in the moment, I was like, how exciting will it be if we started with a song? And <laughs> Hey, that's fine. You can start with a song. I'm not going to sing. Well, maybe I'll start with a song in my own podcast, Great. which I'll start tomorrow because this is the last one of these that will well, ever good exist. Well, good luck doing a podcast called The Male Gay because the pun doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm not going to do it. We're going to stay. We're going to stay together. We're going to stay together. Stick together to because the very Because that's what friendships end. do. You can go through the hard times and the good times. Yeah, and this is going to be the good times. This is episode something of The Male Gays. Absolutely. And uh, my name is Eli Matthewson. And my name is Chris Parker. And welcome along to you all. Kudos to you for opening your ears and hearts to a podcast by two people you may not know. The Male Gaze is a podcast where Eli and I are friends, we're gay, and we're just going to talk about some issues. We're just going to yarn. Every week we uh, start with uh, the, the, the fact of the gay. This yeah. is where we have bro- both uh, learned something new, which we're going to bring to the table, share, and talk about. How long have you known your fact for? How um, new is it for you? So I bought this book um, called Gay... No, it's called Queer Essential. It's called... It's called Gay Essentials. I bought it from a secondhand bookstore, and it's a, a list of facts. And this chapter... Have in- you done any background research into this book? Like, who wrote it? No, I was just... So- it said, like, facts for your queer brain, and I was like, great. That seems good. That seems legit. I just would hate for you to be, like, digesting, like, consp- propaganda. like propaganda or, like, gay conspiracy about... And then eventually you're like, you know what? I don't think I'm gay anymore. It's just I've read this whole book back to back to front and I just think it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> These facts didn't sit well with me. These facts didn't sit well. And they're just made up facts. Yeah. To turn gay men off from the inside. Oh my gosh. That is pure evil. Well, we'll find out. I, I can reveal my facts to you. It's okay. about... So this is... Immediate- well, then oh. I'll be the judge of whether it's real or not. Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't think you'll have anything to base that on. because I you- think just pure impulse. Okay. Well, this chapter immediately stuck out for me when I bought the book because I was like, mm, 
why is that? And then kind of when I read the chapter, I was like, oh, I think, I feel like maybe I kind of knew that already. Okay. The chapter is, all the chapters are three pages, which for- Great, that is is a perfect length. That is the perfect way to write a book. I don't know why, you know when, whenever I look to start a book, if I count the pages and it's more than 10 pages per chapter, I'm like, eat it. Eat it. Because I I like to read for like half an hour between- Because chapters feel good. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, knocked off a couple of chapters today. Yeah. And if it takes me like three days to knock off a chapter. <sighs> what's that's like what's the point? No, Donata, I'm talking to you. It's t- I'm never gonna finish the goldfinch. Uh this <laughs> effect. Uh so h- how did San Francisco become so gay? Oh, I've always wanted this to is know. A question. Um and I think when I explain it to you, you'll be like, I th- feel like I kinda did know that already. Okay. Two stages. Because I'm already coming up with some wacky reasons as to why this is happening. Do you want to reveal those before I reveal the real ones? Nah, you go for it. <laughs> okay, so there's two kind of stages here. Uh, one is the gold rush of the late 1840s and 1850s, which drove a lot... Gays love their gold. They love their gold. <laughs> they love their bling. Uh, they a lot of, well, it just drove a lot of men to that area. So oh, yeah. rather than being a concentrated amount of gay men, it was just a concentrated amount of men, and therefore... And they're digging in the mines. One's like, hey, mate, was, I'm quite lonely at the moment. I just haven't had any intimacy. And the other guy's like, mate, I, so I promised to my wife I would get, not do anything weird. He's like, oh, come on. She's over all the way over on the other side of America. All right. And then a big gay orgy happens in the cave. <laughs> this is like the worst version of Brokeback Mountain ever. <laughs> I, I promise say my, I promise I was my wife I wouldn't do this. Um, <laughs> you are. You've written scripts for screens. And I'm sorry to reveal <laughs> that information if you didn't want to. But true. People need to know. Um, so that 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 uh, there was already so much gay activity happening as a result of that. That when there was an earthquake in 1906, uh, church ministers blamed that on there being homosexuals in the oh, area, referring get. to what they called Sodom S- by the Sea. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Which is really cute. I, I like, like that. Yeah, that sounds like a gay exhort. Yeah, or like, like a romantic novel. <laughs> yeah, like welcome to um, our beach um, vacay. It's called Sodom by the Sea. It's beautiful sea um, sea views. All these rooms. Are specifically kitted out for sodomy <laughs> and no other types of no sex. other types of penetration <laughs> no only but only <laughs> but only no b- no blowjobs no. allowed nothing nothing oral happens in here uh, no buts yes buts <laughs> Uh, then, further along in San Francisco's history in the uh, 1940s. Uh, during a little... I'm going to just stop you right okay. here and say that nowhere in my conspiracy was there gold miners. Yeah, I know. So already I've learned something. Your conspiracy. Sorry, not Why my conspiracy. are you referring to it as a conspiracy? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a big conspiracy <laughs> theory about, about San Francisco. It's an inside job. Sorry, my... The government put <sighs> the gays there. <laughs> I meant my fan theories on San Fran. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize you were such a, a fan of San Fran. I am. Sam, I'm the San fan. Are you a fan of the TV show Looking, set in San Francisco? Oh my god, I have not seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel terrible about it as well, but there's so much to watch. It's really, well, I've seen not what? a lot. Not a lot of like queer television to watch. So that you know, slap on my wrist for that. Yeah, true. But um. Yeah, like I'm just trying to watch everything else, you know. Yeah, have you seen Fourth Man Out? That's on Netflix. That's it. You can try to make no, I haven't. I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to force you to watch everything <laughs> gay, but I just think like no, but surely, it's important to right. And do you I look haven't, at, yeah. so I feel bad. If you look, so how often do you look at Netflix and browse through it, and then the, and the queer category, if you choose to seek it out, is very small. Like, is it? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's like 25 flicks. That's great. In the New Zealand, version. I mean, I've seen Weekend. You know, like. Yeah. And that that kind of gets you through. Weekend is very definitive. 
It's a yeah. It's he, a that's Anthony Hayther that made that went on to make, make looking. looking. I know. So, yeah, I don't know. You don't have to watch. I was I, like, well, I've seen the movie. Let's talk about it another episode after you've seen it because I, I <laughs> um, there's a rich there's no, a rich debate about it. Let's anyway. keep the podcast going, and I'm going to watch all of it right now. <laughs> and listeners will just sit and hear Chris's live reactions. It's a lot of me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> oh, this doesn't re- represent me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, during the war, right when people were uh, coming to, well, they would co- go to the port at San Francisco to head. Are to we ch- only up to the war? Yes. Oh man, this is a history lesson. This isn't a fact. Uh, no. <sighs> Keep going. Can I just finish my fact of the gay? <laughs> it's my one it's fact of the century. It's my one treat of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> they were treat yourself. Go yeah. on. So people, army, military people heading to uh, Japan. Uh, all came there, so that was the port. So uh, they were all, again, a huge influx of men and therefore gay men just by percentage. But also, right. when people were uh, discharged from the army for being gay, they were sent back to San Francisco. And many of them uh, stayed there because they were too, um, like, like their families didn't know. And then uh, after being discharged, oh. like their families would have found out. Right. So that was the bit that I was like, I feel like maybe I kind of knew that. I don't know. The don't war. Know. The war. The war stuff. You knew the war had something to do with it. I that. knew the war had some But it's interesting because it. San Francisco isn't, like, it's just a, a gay-friendly place. So, like, for lesbians and bisexuals and, like, it's just known as, like, a very queer, like, a queer hot pot, really. It's had a lot of, uh, it's the only place in America, or at the time of writing this Gay Facts book, which I think was about 1993. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be honest. At that time, it was the only place where you could study uh, gay and lesbian, uh, major in gay and lesbian studies. Ah. Uh, also, it had like... That would have been a big draw card, I imagine. Yeah. Not the war. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> or true. Or gold in the caves. <laughs> I want to study queer studies. That makes sense. That's true. Uh, but that was not until the 80s, I think, anyway. True. True. Also, true. just like lots of things, like Harvey Milk, obviously, but yes. also lots of other city councils and, and, and stuff. I think the percentage of uh, uh, homosexual LGBTQI. So pretty much the listeners, if you bring a whole bunch of people through a certain area, a couple of them will be gay and a couple of them will stick. Yeah. In that area. Is that, that's kind of it. Like, a lot of men went to go dig some gold. A lot of men went through the war. Yeah. Some of them were gay and some of them hung around. Yeah. But also that, that discharge from the army. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a key Is point. Is discharged the right word? <laughs> or... Sent home? Discharged? Sent home? Disbarred? Um, just, exiled, just, ostracized. I mean, we could just... I could definitely have picked a more pleasant word to listen to than discharge. I like it. Okay. We shouldn't shy away from these words. This yeah. is an honest podcast. This is this is the real ass. Chris. I don't have a problem with the word discharge. No, no, that doesn't really gross me out. I do. I do a joke in stand up where I say the word discharge, and some people. Yeah, thanks so much for following my career. Uh, Sonny's audience go, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, it is. Do you ref- tell them to grow up? Yeah, <laughs> they grow up. STIs happen to all of us. Yeah. If you haven't had one, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my real you haven't oh, had that's my real you're a virgin <laughs> remember being a virgin was so scary yes I, at high school I was just so nervous I was like I need to get this done and that's the interesting thing about um, well unless you're like a gold star gay that being like someone who was uh, has just be identified being gay their whole life mm. and hasn't dabbled in other sexualities but for me I was like straight for a, for a long time yeah. and 
lost my vis- I always think about like I lost two virginities in that respect I feel exactly the same way I feel like everyone should just tick off every gender tick off both tick off both both slash all boxes all boxes the gender binary and then they're like mm, this is great yeah I can understand now where I want to position myself it's like going it's like literally eating the first thing and being like I love that and I'll only eat that for the rest of my life it's like you should taste around first can you imagine though like so you're suggesting that every person needs to try <laughs> try being gay for a little bit can you imagine as you are now having sex uh, with a, a woman again would that be easy for you well, no but I I already have, and I've decided I don't want to keep doing that. I guess so, but I mean, if, <laughs> if you're thinking about a straight person who's happily having sex, like yeah. it's going to be hard to convince them to try and have. <laughs> they could get close to it and then go, "I'm going to back out." Yeah, that's true. Just back on. Just like graze your penis against yeah. another man's penis. I, I get, I, though you have heard that kind of cliche story of like kind of every like university guy has had like a close gay experience. Like, yeah, I, I was in the shower and he sort of looked at me in the eyes and I sort of went, g'day mate, and sort of, you know, pretty, pretty gay. You know who writes those stories? It's their gay fan theories. <laughs> <laughs> they're gay, they're San Fran fan theory. San fan fan friendlies. <laughs> Tell me your fact of the gay police. Well, um... Well, there's a new ad campaign out at the moment for H&M featuring mm-hmm. uh, like quite a few trans models and the whole campaign's about like ladies, which is very cool. That's awesome. Um, and I was like, they got me all, they got me all mind ticking along about like- uh, <laughs> Finally. Finally. <laughs> it's been like just dormant for ages. <laughs> about, um, and there's about like uh, queer visibility in ads. Yeah. And Googled- because it's just such a great resource, Google. Oh, you, a big shout out to Google. They're, not, they're not a sponsor, but... We're we, hoping they will be. We love what you do. <laughs> we love what you do. Please shout us $10 million. Okay, so I searched uh, for the first gay couple in an ad. Mm-hmm. 1994. Whoa. That was the year. Yeah. Guess oh, the company. I was going to say guess. I've already told you the fact. Uh, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Uh, the, the company, yeah. Ikea. Oh. Do you want to hear a little bit? I've actually got the ad here. I, w- this, I would love to hear We actually haven't heard this ad. ad, so this would be fun. Well, you know, we went to Ikea because uh, we thought it was time for a serious dining room table. And we have slightly different tastes. I mean, Steve is more into country. It, it frightens me, but at the same time, I have compassion. <laughs> We've been together about three years. I met Steve at my sister's wedding. I was really impressed with how well designed the Ikea furniture love, was. I love really how they impressed. say wedding together the at the same time. These chairs are really sturdy. This table concluded a leaf. A leaf means commitment. staying together, commitment. We've got another they look leaf quite waiting similar. we really start getting along. <laughs> they, oh, there's the ad. Sorry, I talked over the end of it, but it's not very interesting. I mean, like, I it's found, interesting in terms of what it's doing, but in terms of, an, like, they're just a couple talking about... Like, if you see gay couples all the time, you're just like, they're just talking about buying furniture. But I it is interesting compared to, like... So, if we're talking about gay couples and ads now, often it's like there's three sets of parents shopping and you and one for two seconds is a gay yeah. couple, whereas this is, like, a testimonial... Yes. ...from two gay men about them furniture shopping. It's like sometimes they'll just, like, slip it in. You yeah. Know, and those, they'll be like... And you see lots of shots of, like, people on the train, one gay couple, and then... Ba- you know, and it, then it moves on. Yeah, you get you can, and you have to pause it on YouTube, find the moment, and like just and hover there for a bit. I did hover on the um, the gay couple in the iPhone Seven commercial for a while. Oh yeah, um, one of them is so cute, and oh. the other one's like not quite. He's taken. Cute. He's taken. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm not wanting to ask him out, but if he is listening, um, just know 
that I think you're like really handsome. <laughs> um, and um, I would love for you to come around and me to use your iPhone 7 for a little bit just because I'm thinking about getting one and upgrading from my 5S. And that could confirm it. That could confirm it. Um, Should we move on to this week's theme? Yeah, we're we done talking about that. I think we're done. Okay, cool. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm done with it's, gay couples. It's and ads. consumerism at the end of the day. Yes, yeah. it, yes, it's great representation, but they're still trying to make us buy stuff, aren't they? Yeah, and the only More thing I, the only thing I want to buy is big pipe internet. Uh, this uh, let's talk about. Yeah, we've got an exciting uh, theme. This we came up with this theme idea on the first ever beer we had to meet up and talk about this podcast. A couple yeah. of boys having beers and banter about their gay podcast. <laughs> we, we drink beer. We can do anything we want. You can't categorize us. <laughs> yeah. I love a hoppy beer. I love I'll a pilsner. A, I love a hot beer. I love a hot beer. Hot, steamy beer. I love a hot, beer. hairy beer in an open <laughs> flannel shirt. <laughs> Chopping wood and listening to... Lady Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> uh, the theme. The theme. The theme of this episode is Icon, Icon or Tricon. That's so cute. That was so much. That's the most enthusiasm we've had in the entire podcast. Yeah, that was on, cool. On any episode. Yeah, that's the most enthusiasm I've ever had for you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> so the theme's pretty self-explanatory, but we'll explain it for you dummies out there. There, Chris. There aren't any dummies. We don't to this know. Podcast. We don't know. There could okay. be like mannequins. Yeah, shout out to any mannequins listening. <laughs> I hope one day you become sentient. Yeah. So uh, Eli and I are going to put forward um, uh, so like one of our ultimate oh. gay icon. Oh, God. Well, now you're... I'm raising the stakes. Go hard or go home, mate. Well, I just feel like you definitely believe in yours and I'm investigating personally deep down right now whether I believe in mine or not. Okay, so we're putting forward a notable gay icon in our, um, well, you know, in our, give me the word, in our... <laughs> I don't know, your mu- uh, for listeners at home, <laughs> Chris is waving kind of like, <laughs> as if he's about to talk about I'm waving in front of my mind, you in know. frontal lobes. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> so, a gay icon that's been floating around in our frontal lobes... <laughs> Get out of there. It's <laughs> annoying. I need those for uh, concentration. What is, Memory? I, this isn't a science podcast. It isn't. And if you came here for science, GTF out of here. Unless the other stuff is interesting you and then keep on. Yeah. Because this it's more of the same content is coming. Yeah. So, Eli, do you want to begin? I'll begin. So, uh, right, I, but yours is more... To be debated, whereas I'm more solid in mind, so maybe I will begin. Sorry, okay, I'm go. just going to steamroll you there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we can we'll, we'll dabble on mine, and then we'll really start pulling tearing yours apart. Yeah, cool. I, I know less about yours, and so I want to hear more. And it is none other than gay icon Barbara Streisand. Oh, from Meet the Fockers. Yeah, from, from her notable work in Meet the Fockers. <laughs> that was the that was the movie that put her on the map. It was. For, literally, for me, I'm pretty sure that's the first time I saw her in Meet the Fockers. This is the thing with a lot of my gay icons. Like, I don't... I haven't... I They wouldn't have come into my frontal... <laughs> <laughs> um, in their most obvious film. Yeah. Like, so it's not Funny Girl that put Barbara on the map for me. Mm. It would have been, like, Meet the Fockers, which I would have accidentally watched at, like, age 10. Yeah. And been like... Who's that woman? She's the best woman in this film. Yeah, totally. Then do a bit of YouTubing and find out that she um, 
sings to my soul and um and is everything I want to be and more. Great. I did a bit of reading on Barbara actually. Thank God. I know I I am sitting here thinking oh I should talk again but I know nothing about her. You don't know anything about her. I read a really good Vanity Affair article about her relationship with her manager. Keep to going. Do with, to do with the film A Star Is Born. Yes. And I remember it being so interesting. But so you I can't have, so remember you do what, know some stuff about her. No, I didn't retain any of the information. I'm really excited for the star, A Star Is Born. Same. We're going to watch that. Because there's been three versions of that movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen either of them, or all three of them. Yeah. But Barbara is in one of them. It's in the middle one, right? The middle one. Um, who's in the first one? And and then Lady Gaga's in the the one coming, which is great. We're gonna watch all three of them. Yeah, in a row, bang bang bang. Yeah, but no, we're gonna wait till the Lady Gaga one comes out. So you can wait for that podcast in two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, Barbara, I was reading about what makes her a guy a gay icon. Yeah. Interestingly, this article was talking about how she in the earlier years of her career and she's like 70 we shouldn't talk about her age that's not very respectful but she's like 74 i think whoa she's ticking along yeah. and she first like her big her big you know burst out into stardom was when she appeared on uh hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Judy Garland Show. Judy Garland had a show? Yeah, she had a show. Like a variety show. Yeah, cool. she'd just be in this like weird kind of concert hall and just kind of be on drugs and singing to people. Oh, man, I watched some of Sunny and Cher's variety show recently, oh, and we can talk about that in another podcast. These those episodes, those kind of shows are so interesting. Oh, like we just don't really make them anymore. Well, they've tried to. Maya Rudolph has oh, done yeah. two. The the um. So she did one solo, and then one with um um Marty. M- yeah, Marty. Maya and Marty. Maya and Marty. Well, what's really interesting with the Judy Garland one with Barbara featuring on it, which like lots of like it's just such a famous clip on YouTube for all the kind of young gay men who are just like loving it. Um, I feel like Judy liked Barbara more than uh, Judy's daughter Liza Minnelli. Really? Because I've also seen this special where Judy sings with Liza Minnelli, and yes, it is. It has a great energy but when Barbara is on there's a light in Judy's eyes it's just like isn't there when she's with Liza oh. it's a little bit heartbreaking but that's just like that old Hollywood time for you they were just ruthless like that I watched Judy Garland singing um, uh, forget your troubles come on get ha-. that is a that's a bit that's she's a, a good ge- I mean she is the ultimate gay icon if we're talking about icons but um, the thing with Barbara is they're saying that these these gay icons um, are as such because in those sort of earlier t- um, years of their career, mm-hmm. they are surrounded by gay men who kind of helped shape their image. Wow. And Barbara's first husband, 
like later came on came out to be gay. Yeah. And like she was also always around these like sort of gay theatre types and she had like a notable kind of gay figure beside her who dressed her and did her makeup for her and wow. kind of shaped her into the woman they wanted her to be. And then they were bang on the money because we just fell in love with her. Well, it's the same with like uh Madonna, right? Madonna who like uh embraced kind of voguing and ball culture. Yeah brought that into the mainstream and, and there's kind of argument to, as to whether she was like culturally appropriating something yeah. or bringing it bringing it to the masses to, yeah, she definitely brought it to them like she it was out there lots yeah. of people saw it and, no, and now know of it because of her yeah but also took it away from some people technically mm. um, Barbara also what I love about Barbara and she's got a new album coming out uh, what wow. has just been released Oh She's made like Billions and billions of albums She's got so many albums I can't believe it <laughs> But this one is like Her singing Broadway tunes With like Notable celebrities I kind of feel like She's like I'm a bit tired I just want to sing Like half a song So I'll get someone else To do the other half Yeah But she's got like Michael Bublé Obviously And like Melissa McCarthy does one What? And it's very unusual They sing Anything you can do I can do better Oh love, love Melissa that. looks like She's gonna Like shit herself The whole The whole Sort of recording <laughs> And it's just Quite uncomfortable Because she's like I think Melissa's like I don't know why I'm I'm here. Like, Melissa's very talented and she's a very good singer. But yeah. you, if you got that email from Barbara, you'd be like, what on earth? Do you remember that old song that Lamb Chop used to sing with the woman who was the voice and puppeteer of Lamb Chop? We're yeah. going to do that again in 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to do a comeback. You're playing Lamb Chops. I've got you the suit. <laughs> but Barbara's so fierce. She's really controlling. I've seen some really crazy interviews with her with like Barbara Walters and stuff where they sort of sit down and she's like very con- she's very controlling she's like cuz she's known for like writing directing and starring in all her movies so she just can't like kind of can't let anyone yeah. take over and even in her sit down interview she's like telling the the camera crew and stuff like to do a better angle and telling the lighting guys to fix the lighting even though it's like not not her interview yeah she's a control freak and I love that about her well it's kind of like she's a queen you know? she's an she's absolute queen all aspects of everything and I think that's what makes her um, an icon for me I would love to have that kind of career where you can make albums but all your albums are just old old songs you just <laughs> yeah. pick any of the old songs that you want to sing like just some hymns so many people like Rod Stewart does the Great American Songbook Michael Buehler's whole career is just singing old songs <laughs> like what a f- freaking easy job yeah it's just croon it just croon mm, feel what's interesting about Barbara as well is that she didn't perform live for like 30 years she did Whoa. a big concert at the Hollywood Bowl, forgot her lyrics at one point. She probably just forgot like two words, but she was like, that's it. You will never see me on stage again. So she's just like hid for years. She's Whoa. only just coming back out onto performing on stage like now. Oh my gosh. Probably because she's old and doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Speaking about- She's not old, but she's aging gracefully. Speaking about not singing live, shall we talk about my um, <laughs> Icon or Tricon? Beautiful segue. Uh, today, I would love to talk about Britney Spears. Oops, I- you've done it again. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, this is home. Chris's but face come on, was mate. Hit me, so baby. One more time. when he said that and then again. The smuggest <laughs> face for the most <laughs> worthless this- reference. Stop being so poison to me. It's called toxic. <laughs> uh, do you know what I was thinking of? Bardo. Bardo poison. <laughs> Do you know why? Because I've been watching pop stars. Recently. Oh, yeah. So, p- p- pop Bardo, for listeners abroad, they won Australian pop stars. Yeah, pop stars is like the television show that like, 
made American Idol essentially, but it started in New Zealand. In little old New Zealand, and they, and they like it's shot in like a community hall um, half the time, and it is an absolute train wreck. But one of the producers from that show is now making millions, <laughs> and millions of dollars from selling that idea. Um, in our beautiful country, Aotearoa. But Sophie Monk was on. Speak just while we're talking about icons and tricots. Sophie Monk was on. Um, uh, she's in True Blood. Uh, no, no, uh, Bardo. Bardo. And I fell in love with that woman. Wow. That show. I was like nine. I was like, she's gorgeous. You have to put her in the band. <laughs> the well, the version that I was most into was the Irish pop stars. Hearsay? No, they they the band was called Seven. They oh, sang, yeah. there's a whole lot of loving going on. Yeah. In, no. yeah that, that was my favorite. That was one that I knew the most. I knew all of them. Hearsay. What was Hearsay? Pure song? and simple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wherever you go, I'm always going to be there. Wherever you mm-hmm. do. Hey, um, tell me about your um your icon. So I guess I'm going through a phase where I've been listening to Britney's song, Make Me, in my car alone when no one else is around, like way more than I should. And also I've listened to the whole album and kind of enjoyed the album, new album, Glory. Oh. I, the thing about Britney is that I think like every single person alive went to to high school with someone who is a better dancer than her. And I think most people have someone <laughs> in their immediate family okay. who is a better singer than her. Like True. I In their immediate family. Yeah. Are you that person in your immediate family? Um, you know, me. And are you saying that you're a better singer than Britney Spears? I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm a better singer than Britney Spears. I don't know. This I mean, should be an app. Yeah, that you could measure exactly how it's like you are four times better than singing Britney than Britney Spears. Like I don't know exactly. I just think that if I had been a professional singer since I was sixteen to now, I would definitely be a better singer than Britney Spears. But you weren't, were you? But I could have been. <laughs> what could have been? Um, that could have been you up on the VMO stage. We could have been make my more. Oh, uh, it's a good uh, song actually. It is good until the white rapper comes in. It's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what puts it. What, what in Britney Spears leans her towards being a gay icon? Because I'm pretty sure there'll be some people out there listening to the podcast, burying their head in their hands, being like, "What are you thinking, Eli?" Because it's quite a controversial pick. Yeah, the thing, the thing is, I know I shouldn't. Um, like, I know there's so many more talented people and more talented musicians that I love. Barbara Streisand. Bar- okay, sure. I'll, I mean, I'll go home and listen to that Broadway <laughs> duets album. It sounds great. Uh, <laughs> but Brittany, I want Britney to do well. And I don't know where that feeling comes from. But, like, I was so nervous before she did her VMAs performance after Beyonce in a <laughs> that was true so scheduling act of ultimate cruelty. Uh, I... I don't know what it is or why, and this is why I wanted to talk about this, to investigate why it is that I want Britney to do well. When did she first come on your radar? I remember driving through the McDonald's drive through of Westfield Rickerton Mall mm-hmm. and Baby One More Time coming on. Yeah. A whole family's in the van. Um, my sister was like, this is this new girl, Britney Spears. And until I saw the video... I'm getting shivers from this storytelling, by the way. <laughs> I know. Until I saw the video, and I think this is true of a few other people, I thought she was black. Oh. Uh, which is so weird. And I've talked to a few other people who had the same uh, oh. feeling when they first heard Britney Spears. I think that's less to do with what her voice sounds like and more to do with the style of music, which was like oh, a okay. merging R&B and pop. Oh, baby. I can't do it. I thought I had it. Oh, 
baby, baby. It's like kind of glottal fright. Oh, baby, baby. No, that's pretty have. good. I'm getting better. Or like, also, it's not like, like I've been practicing it every morning in the shower. But. <laughs> Every single gay comedian that I've watched on YouTube recently yeah. does a Britney Spears impression. You've got so to have one. The market, well, to me, I'm like the market. The market's been taken. I've been working on my Ariana Grande impersonation. I'd love to hear that right now. <laughs> it's very specific. It's her talking to Jimmy Fallon. Oh yeah, yeah. And she goes, "Hi there, Jimmy. I'm Ariana Grande." <laughs> it's quite bad. Why does she say that to him? <laughs> I don't know. That's he just- knows. Well, this is from the clip I've watched, and she's kind of just got that weird, hello, hi there, hi there, Jimmy, I'm Ariana Grande. Can I also do an impression of Ariana Grande? Yeah. This is from her recent interview with Ryan Seacrest. Okay. It's it's too early for this type of tea. <laughs> do you know what I'm yeah, referring to? That's, I think we're in a similar realm with our, I mean, our mind sort of sounds more like a sign, like weird <laughs> kooky scientist, but... Yeah, yeah. We're in a similar like territory. <laughs> She's from a different time, that woman. I She's love a bit her. of an icon for me, to be honest. Undisputed for me. Uh, Great. I'm glad that you confirmed that. To Brittany. Yeah. What, for you, makes you feel like she is a tricon? So that is someone trying to... Tr- not an icon. The fact that she has no... So we're talking about Barbara, right? Controlling yeah. every aspect of everything around her in the room. I think Brittany is almost the exact opposite of that in that she has no control or idea of what is happening at any given moment. Okay. She learns the choreography. I reckon it probably takes her longer than it would take a lot of other people to learn it. Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Maybe she's a really fast learner, but I don't think she has any direction i don't think in her las vegas show there is a vacancy in her eyes that i yeah. find quite relatable yeah <laughs> you can almost feel when i watched her carpool karaoke i was like she seems very sad yeah. and i identify to that yeah i think she's lost in between like i don't think she knows whether she would be happier if she just stopped doing music or not i'm gonna pull out my fan theory on this whole icon or tricon There's business, so many fan to- theories. Well, I'm just any theory today is a fan theory. Yeah, <clears throat> Britney Spears is like a kind. The way you're describing it makes you sound like a bit like a puppet. Yeah, that I and I think the people pulling the strings are visionary gay men. Oh yeah. So the people behind her are. Have like have got a strong gay influence to them, which you find very relatable. Yeah, okay. and that is what's drawing you to. But it might not be Brittany, the woman that is mm. the icon in here. She is the vessel, which carries, which is somewhat of what I was coming to before with Barbara. Like yeah, she was shaped by a whole bunch of gay men. Yeah, totally. I guess what we're saying is that gay men run the world. Yeah, I guess <laughs> what we're saying is we're the superior. <laughs> superior beings in this world uh yeah ultimately i think isn't that unusual though like why do so many gay men end up in like theater like what is that because like showing off yeah but that's not an because we, yeah i guess so i think i actually i generally think that that is it we just I, like to show we just off like to show off Right. But I don't know if that's true of all. But just, just tweet us with your reasons as to why you think you, if you're gay, you ended up in theatre. Or not. If you're not in the theatre, uh, criticise our um, um, thin beliefs. Yeah. You know, you know our, our narrow perspective. Narrow because we only associate with other theatre gays like ourselves. I just know so many, you know. like, mm. And when I did theatre, like, 
there were, there were a few straight men in the group, but like quite a few of us ended up turning out to be homosexuals. Two who are sitting right Two here. Two who are sitting right here. In this very room. <laughs> uh, uh, Britney's uh, put out some good songs though. She's put some really good tracks and I... Uh, I, I'm kind of like I don't like her voice But also Sometimes it's a bit comforting I really like Till the World Ends Written by Kasha Oh yeah We'll keep dancing Till the world ends That's it Because I wouldn't say Britney's style Is ultimately on point Like She's like it's, There's something kind of Run down Vegas about it I like that she's embraced uh, a Kind of trashy She went from schoolgirl She yeah. was schoolgirl for a bit And then she went trashy And she's pretty much Kept it up yeah. Same with Christina Aguilera To be honest When she wore Her VMA outfit That kind of like Yellow sparkly thing Was such a throwback To the VMAs In like 2004 I was like This is yeah. amazing That you're still Kind of styling yourself Like this Everything about her Performance was I mean Lip syncing so blatantly <laughs> To literally like The CD track Of your vocal <laughs> Is a, such a throwback <laughs> Maybe that's just Her whole stick. She's like I'm just bringing you A bit of nostalgia Yeah she is oh, also. I think I would still pay mega bucks to see her live. I'm I'm gonna see the Vegas show. Yeah, you try and stop me. It's like we we can kind of dissect her and like sort of drag her a little bit, but at the end of the day, we'd still drop money into a hat. Is that the ex- drop yeah. a hat to go see her live? Do you think part of the reason we like her is that she almost seems like a drag queen playing herself in terms of like yeah the way she dresses the style of performance is like you say a throwback which like most drag acts are as well they're, they're throwback to a certain period of time yes and she is like the highest budget drag queen in the world yeah and she's doing a tribute to herself that's it's like a um, piece of performance art it is she's Tilda Swinton as Britney Spears playing Britney Spears it's something like that I would pay good money to see <gasps> Tilda Swinton as Britney Spears Britney Spears biopic oh my gosh called- and what a win for older actresses for for someone who is like yeah. 10 years older than Britney yeah. to play Britney <laughs> in a biopic of her life I would not be surprised if she picked that role up that'd be amazing that's the thing with Tilda you just never know where she's going to move to next oh yeah I love it she's not she's not an icon for the gays I think she's an icon for humanity yeah She's an icon for, like, just the possibilities of life. Yeah, of what we can be as humans. So we kind of were thinking as well that we would pit our icons against each other at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. And an icon... We... Well, don't say that as if that's news to you. I I literally... I forgot. We discussed that yesterday. Well, I forgot. Okay. Your brain wasn't ticking along. No, it wasn't. <laughs> My frontal lobe wasn't engaged. Um, but I almost feel like this is an unfair fight because you're so sure in your beliefs that Barbara Streisand and <laughs> well, I'm Well, to be fair, you can't come in with someone who you're like, oh, you went, I'm kind of on the fence, but we're going to pit her against yours. <laughs> I guess... It's like being in like a Pokemon battle. I don't really believe in this one, but I'm going to chuck him out there anyway. Which, That's my only Pokemon reference of this entire podcast, Yeah, which, which Pokemon do you think are uh, engaged in that battle? In that... I don't know. What, like a terrible Pokemon You don't really Like a Diglett yeah. Oh that's good Yeah That's a good no, yeah, okay, They I'm seem surprised. kind of useless They're just worms aren't they Diglett's the smallest Pokemon size wise Are they Yeah, yeah So they've got nothing Against like a um, I don't know Think of one Say one Charizard Yeah good or Easy How easy was that It's so easy and I could fit in Yeah you could uh, It's alright Pokemon goes over anyway It is eh yeah. People just drop Same. that Yeah people drop So Grinders back Yeah <laughs> 
Pokemon goes over and, and people that are having sex again. Because <laughs> that's what it was, eh? It was like, you can either be on Grindr or you're on Pokemon Go. Well, you're on Go. Pokemon Go. And everyone's like, I'm so much on Pokemon Go at the moment. I'm just like, no time on Grindr. That app's nothing to me now. <laughs> and then they swap. It's like it's like Snapchat and Instagram. Those two are always yeah, they are battling. Swapping. And yeah. Instagram. Um, yeah. And then uh, Grindr and Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite feature of Grinder is that if you walk for long enough an egg hatches and you get to fuck the egg <laughs> what's inside the egg it's <laughs> just a little twink <laughs> twinkie <laughs> twinkie one um, I guess ultimately Barbara Streisand won yeah today always icon, icon or tricon but also I think that that um, there'll be some big Britney fans out there who will exactly. dispute that but and, and Britney is as, as I I'll said you. the highest budget drag queen of all time I wonder I would say I would say Barbara has more money. Just she's been working for longer. Barbara has control over her own money and Britney's money is controlled by her father still as well. So that's What? A, yeah, Britney's under the conservatorship of her father. Oh my god. Which is a legal thing that is normally reserved for people who are like Down syndrome where your um, parent controls all of your financial decisions. Right. But they um, put that on Britney Spears after she had her breakdown. She shaved her head. And she was mentally like she was like Clinically unwell. Yeah, very unwell. So that makes sense. And she's never been removed from that conservatorship. So still to this day, I don't know like how much actual control her father has. But where did you read this? Oh, there's articles online. Fan theories. It's not a fan theory. It's It's a fan fact. fact. It's a fan legality. Uh, Guys, this has been a wonderful introduction to our new icon or tricon. This will be back. Tweet us your suggestions at Eli Matheson or at C. Rob Kerr. Don't roll your eyes on the podcast while you say that. I'm going to say it with confidence. At C. Rob Kerr or Krob Kerr. C-R-O-B-K-E-R. It's good that you spelled it out because it... Uh, it stinks. I know it stinks, but I'm just going to back it now. Yeah. Do you um, know who doesn't think it stinks? All my followers. They managed to find me. I don't think... And they're, just they're happy they have. Just because they're following you doesn't mean they like the name that you chose. <laughs> um, you're all beautiful out there. You're all beautiful. Keep it up, guys and gals. Kisses. Peace and piss and love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much again to our sponsors, BigPipe.co.nz. You rock. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try the worst idea of all time? Ow! This movie's still fine. So a rip is a patch of the ocean that looks very glassy and calm, but you get pulled into it and it, it, there's like an undertow, it's, right? This yeah, what it is? Like it's a like an inverse mirage because it is water, <laughs> but it's bad water. <laughs> Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.